0: Well, it's a statement probably a lot of people don't expect. Farmers are saying that a recent step to protect salmon and try to rebuild our endangered salmon, specifically king salmon or Chinook salmon here in the Pacific Northwest, they say that the recent measure isn't going far enough. I've been working on this issue in my job here as communications director for Save Family Farming. Welcome back. We continue here on the farming show here on KGMI News Talk 790. W- what farmers are saying that salmon recovery needs to go even even farther? isn't it salmon or isn't it farmers that are complaining about salmon all the time well things have changed the attitude has changed and there is an issue that's not being talked about the real story is not and has not been told about what's really going on here with Chinook salmon Th- those are the endangered ones those are the ones that are in so that are so important here in the Pacific Northwest those are the ones that are so important to uh, our, our native, Uh, American tribes that they're trying to to bring back. And that's where they're having the the most trouble getting a healthy run of salmon is is these specifically the Chinook salmon, the king salmon. Everybody knows king salmon. That's that's the expensive one when you go to the store uh, and you're thinking about having a barbecue. But this is really important stuff, and I think that's been stressed to a lot of people for a lot of years, that, that we need to recover our salmon salmon populations. They've been endangered for some time now. There's been a ton of work done, and the numbers keep going down. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how low the numbers are of the salmon that actually go through the whole cycle. You know, a lot of people now are familiar with it because it's it's taught so much in schools. The salmon spawn in, in the streams and go out the streams once they're to a certain age and go way up probably all the way to the last. Alaska and come back and you know spawn again, and, and so goes the cycle of life. Uh, and you can count, well, more than on, on just a couple of hands, but not much more than that, the number that are actually returning in some of these runs of Chinook salmon. So what's going on? And what we have found is that the real story hasn't been told. Most people don't know what the real issue is. Joining us right now, Executive Director of Save Family Farming, Gerald Barron on the phone with us. Uh, this morning, the real issue here is, and, and there's been a lot done, you know, restoring streams and, you know, we've seen a lot of it here in Whatcom County, planting trees and all this kind of stuff. It's been good and a lot of great work that's been done, but that's not the whole answer. That's not what's going to ultimately fix this problem. And nobody's talking about that. Explain what you've been uncovering with all this, because you've really been taking the lead on this issue.
1: Oh, well, thanks a lot, Dylan. And, uh, yes, you're right. Uh, What we've found is that uh, recent science studies are really revealing a lot about Chinook recovery. And they're in, um, I think, direct contrast to the public's understanding about salmon and what's happening there, as well as a lot of the policy discussions, what government officials are talking about in terms of salmon recovery. So a few key facts just to review here to begin with. One, the science shows that um, except for Chinook, all species of Pacific salmon are at record numbers. I think if you ask most people, uh, are you know, are we having a shortage of salmon, a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, we, we're having lots of problems there. Well, no, we're not. We have record numbers since they've been keeping track of them. Um, the number of salmon since 1925. Uh, we've had an explosion of, others, of, sa- uh, other of, of other species other than Chinook. So that's why we talk about Chinook salmon recovery and not sockeye or chum or um, pinks or, you know, humpies or the different species that they have. We're talking specifically about canes, as you mentioned, and Chinook. And that fishery alone or that run alone has been in decline for the past 40 years. And um, this is where the focus has been on salmon recovery. And uh, there's been a lot of media attention. On particularly in the Salish Sea, which is now the name for what we used to call northern Puget Sound. And most people would recognize it as the area around San Juan Islands, for example, that the killer whales there are in big trouble. And that is true. They they are suffering from starvation because we don't have enough of the big adult Chinook salmon that they rely on. Uh, But that is unique to this particular area because these studies have also shown that the number of killer whales from Northern California to Alaska in that 40-year study period have doubled, more than doubled. So killer whale populations have been increasing greatly everywhere except in this particular area around the San Juan okay. Islands, the, the Sailor Sea. And there's a very good reason for
0: that. So hold on. You're saying that we're hearing right now how the orca whales, the killer whales, are in dire straits. Uh, we're hearing how the salmon are struggling. and Well, specifically, now it's Chinook salmon. But you're saying the truth is... Orcas on the whole are doing much better. Recovery efforts are working. Uh, salmon on the whole are doing much better. But our local orcas here, in again, around the San Juan Islands and the Salish Sea, and our local king salmon, those are the ones out of all the others that are doing so poorly.
1: That's correct. And there's, as I mentioned, there's a very good reason for that. It's a very unique situation. And one of the things that we're trying to do, what the farmers are trying to do is bring attention Uh, to the particular unique problems of the salish sea because so much of the attention including this action in congress right now is focused on a much smaller problem in the columbia river with sea lions as an example um, we'll talk a little bit about the problem that we have in the salish sea with harbor seals Um, now congress is about to take action on protecting the columbia river salmon because the sea lions are uh, are taking about 200,000 of those um, salmon a year. But in the Salish Sea, this area alone, harbor seals, are eating about 23 million Chinook. So uh, that's just it.
0: A- I mean, your, your number of 200,000 that these sea lions are eating um- – you know, that sounds like a lot, and it, well, it makes sense. There's just, what, 100 um, sea lions down there on the Columbia that just kind of sit and pick these fish off, and they're fat and happy, and and they're hurting salmon recovery there. But you're saying tw- from 200,000 to, you know, 10 times that amount, 23, more than that, a um, million fish are being eaten before they get a chance to actually come back and, and spawn and, and do the whole thing over again. And this is all happening right here in the northern Puget Sound.
1: Yeah, and I'm not too good at math, Dylan, but I think it's more like 100 times. I
0: think different. you're right. Yeah, I forgot a zero so, there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the,
1: the problem, is, so let's talk about the problem of harbor seals in the Salish Sea and why that is so unique. Um, what this science study that came out in October of 2017, it was done by 14 scientists from different universities and uh, national fisheries groups and things like that. What they discovered is that... Um, In the 40-year study period from 1975 to 2015, the number of harbor seals from Northern California to Alaska increased significantly by about 60%. But in the Salish Sea, they increased by 900%. So uh, the Salish Sea, again, the area around the San Juan Islands, um, the number of harbor seals in 1975 was 8,600 harbor seals. Now, in two thousand in two thousand fifteen, we had seventy seven thousand eight hundred. We may have more, like eighty five thousand, now given the uh, the increase that we've had. I
0: would call that so, an explosion. That's of, an
1: absolute <laughs> explosion, especially population. compared to the growth growth everywhere else. And we have to ask the question: Why are harbor seals uh, uh, exploding in the? Um, Uh, In the sailor Sea. Now, the reason that they've grown overall is because in 1972, Congress passed this law called the Marine Mammal Protection Act, and it protected orcas, killer whales, harbor seals, sea lions, and these marine mammals. And there was good reason for that. They needed protection. What they did not expect is the explosion that we have seen in this particular area. And now let's talk a little bit about why is the Sailor Sea so unique? Why are killer whales, uh, the number of killer whales, growing in all areas except our local killer whales? Why are we having a unique problem with Chinook Recover in this particular area? And it comes down to one simple reason. Killer whales eat seals. We've all probably seen the nature videos of killer whales going after, yep. after seals, throwing them in the air, things like that. They eat seals, except for some reason, our resident killer whales in the Sailor Sea do not eat harbor seals. They only eat adult Chinook salmon.
0: So and they're the ones that are hungry and going hungry because there's not enough of those salmon and they apparently won't go after the seals to eat them to fill their bellies. So everyone's hungry except the the, the harbor seals.
1: That's correct. And, and and the reason that the other areas have not seen this increase of of uh, harbor seals that have decimated the salmon stocks is because the other killer whales are helping to keep the populations under control. Now in Canada, we know that uh, also the government has been working to uh, get keep the harbor seal population under control, which oh, really? has made some some people upset. But there has been lethal removal of mm. harbor seals mm. in order to protect fisheries. But we can't do that in in U.S. waters because of the uh, the Marine Mammal Protection Act. So we have a problem. The natural predator for harbor seals is not doing its job and consequently is starving because the harbor seals are eating all their food. Uh, and, and that's why we've gone to this huge increase in harbor seals in the Salish Sea. And that's why we don't have, unlike every other species of salmon, we don't see the Chinook salmon recovery. And all this is based on this science study study published in October 2017, which we put up on our our website. So what we are concerned about is that uh, while the public's attention, while policymakers' attention is focused on a much smaller problem, albeit it is a significant problem in the uh, Columbia River, we're asking our congressional leaders to take a look at the Sailor Sea problem, and we're going to be working to forming a to form a coalition of tribes, of environmental groups, of of uh, conservation groups to say, please, if we want the Chinook to recover, mm-hmm. we have to address this fundamental problem. I know I've of, had of uh, the harbor seals. in
0: in researching this and hearing about this over the past few months I do know you know in conversations with some of the folks with for instance Lummi Nation and and the Nooksack tribe uh, they're aware of this issue and and they're frustrated with with the uh, the harbor seal problem as well so I, I'll be interested to see Um, what kind of support this can get because I think it is going to take a community effort here to draw attention to this problem. I have two questions for you. Gerald. And by the way, we're talking with Gerald Barron right now, executive director of Save Family Farming. That's the group that I'm uh the communications director for so yes for those that are curious gerald is my boss I- i'm interviewing my boss right now on the radio <laughs> but this is an intriguing thing so much ma- so much energy so much education so much money so much work has gone into this issue of salmon and recovering salmon and, and then being listed as an endangered species and all this we still hear so much about it there's so many organizations devoted just to this issue uh, and yet at the same time here are my two questions for you gerald number and I, I have a sense that the the answer to both of these questions may be related. Number one, why isn't anybody talking about this because you don't hear about this no one is telling this story. And secondly, why do farmers care why are why why is it that farmers are coming out to tell this story finally of of everybody? Ooh.
1: Well, uh, and, and you're right. They are related. We're talking about it because it is a fundamental issue relating to salmon recovery and habitat issues. And we are concerned that um, the, w- while we are aware that experts in this area, that um, uh, people you know, deeply involved in this are aware of the issue, for some reason, no one is really addressing this sp- specific problem of Salish Sea harbor seals. So, um and the reason it's so important to farmers is because um, all the issues that are related to um, efforts to control um, growth in rural areas such as the Hearst decision and the whole thing the whole Hearst legislation that occupied the legislature this last season the Supreme Court decision about culverts mm-hmm. all the pressure on farmers about giving up more land more land for for um, for habitat. Um, the What's Up Stream campaign, which was um, a pressure on farmers to, um, to, uh, to do more stream buffers. All of these things come down to the single issue of getting more fish, specifically more mm-hmm. Chinook. Right. And, and the problem that farmers see… Farmers have done, as as uh, people involved in fish conservation have commented. Farmers have probably done more for fish recovery and for habitat restoration than anyone else. Farmers have invested a lot. Washington state taxpayers have invested hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars. And now the Supreme Court decision saying we're going to spend two billion dollars more on culvert, uh, you know, replacement uh, in order to restore fish runs. But the science, the scientists say. If we get more Chinook salmon, all we're going to do is get more harbor seals, and that's going to cause even more of a problem. The fact is, our Chinook production has been very, very strong. In fact, it is nearly doubled in that 40-year study period. We're now producing uh, about 406 million smolts, baby salmon, a year. The problem is, even though our production of salmon has greatly increased, and that's probably because of, of habitat improvements and all of that. All it has resulted in is getting more and more harbor seals, which the scientists say is also is causing more damage to the wild stocks. Hmm. So all the farmers are trying to do is to say, you know what? We have done a lot for habitat. We're going to continue to do a lot for habitat. We're absolutely committed to fish recovery and to habitat improvements. But we now know that habitat alone is not going to solve this problem. In fact, more habitat, more of protection is only going to result in more harbor seals unless something is done about that. So it actually becomes counterproductive. And that's what we want the discussion to start focusing on. Governor Inslee has formed a task force to help the starving orcas and to help Chinook recovery. But there was not one mention in all that talk about uh, Governor Inslee's task force that we have to address the predation issue.
0: And that and sounds that's like what, that's, that's what's the frusta- that's the number one driver of the of the whole problem with Chinook in the first place. To me, it just it's so strange that no one wants to talk about. It. Is it just not? politically correct to talk about uh, controlling harbor seal populations? I mean they're cute little animals. is it just that people just don't want to think about that?
1: Well it is it's certainly true that there are those including those behind the uh, Hearst lawsuit that the Washington State Supreme Court when went around is that there are those who have a political agenda about anti-growth in the rural areas. And they have, and up the, and they they have used the issue of lack of flow in our streams, therefore hurting salmon recovery, as the primary reason to get the Hearst Court decision, and then to cause all the problems in terms of cutting off water supplies for for homeowners and for well users and for farmers. So people are using this issue of fish recovery for a political purpose, and they have to confront the fact that science is not behind them. They are um, pushing something that will actually. Cause more problems unless we solve the essential problem of predation. And we're not just saying that. All we're trying to do is to highlight what the scientists have said, which is produce more chinook by improved habitat by cutting off wells to domestic users, whatever, that is not going to solve your problem. In fact, that's going to add to your problem. So you're not going to solve this problem at all with the solutions that are currently being discussed. You have to start with addressing the predation issue, and then the habitat issues can really come into play.
0: And that's important to farmers because farmers are the ones, the number one target as far as pointing the finger at farmers, saying you're, you know, the, the public and 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 uh, salmon recovery groups and politically motivated folks pointing at farmers, saying you're the ones that need to do something about this. You need to you need to uh, expand fish habitat. You need to give up more land uh, to be part of you know whatever project and we're highlighting this saying that's not necessarily the case at all, and in fact, we could continue to increase more and more and more habitat. We get more and more harbor seals. All those fish get eaten. The only thing that's going to die as potentially those salmon runs. I mean, it's still endangered and the numbers are still decreasing. The orcas are still at risk uh, because they don't have food. And if this trend continues, they will have less and less food to eat and the farms will disappear. And (laughs) what will we have left? And None of what we... None of what we won. I mean, a lot of these habitat projects that that are being pushed and, and called for in the future, above and beyond all the great work that's already been done. I mean, some of them are extreme. I mean, we talk about, you know, here in Whatcom County, uh, some of the ideas that would uh, take hundreds, if not thousands of acres out of the Ferndale Flats areas, you know, is uh, this whole Topic that we're talking about today brings that all into question. Is that really worth it to take, the, you know, thousands of acres in Northwest Washington out of farming? to do what i mean what would it accomplish if if this is all the case it, it, it wouldn't uh, accomplish the ends that they say and certainly wouldn't be worth it for the economic and cultural damage all the things that it would do uh, as far as hurting farming and, and that community it, it, no good result would come out of it and it, it, it's crazy to to watch this unfold because i think most people again like, like we started this conversation nobody knows about this hasn't been talked about
1: well, we have a um, an anti-growth environmental activist in Whatcom County who has been saying for a couple of years now, farmers are the problem. We're uh, Irrigation water, you know, irrigation used to grow our crops is harming the fish, and we need to... Um, meter our water and we need to uh, start to charging for water and putting taxes on it and all these things that are being called on because they're saying farmers are hurting fish. Well, that's why this is so important because people like this who have an agenda that they're pushing for for their own particular reasons need to confront the science. They need to understand, look, farmers have done a lot. Farmers are continuing to do a lot. Farmers are committed to doing what they can, such as the Bertrand Stream Augmentation Project. That's only one. Fish-friendly floodgates. I mean, so many things that – all the uh, riparian zones, the the miles and miles of streams uh, that, uh, you know, stream riparian zones that have – farmers have participated in, in, uh, in, in, you know, improving the habitat. All those things are, are good things. But they do not address this fundamental problem of Chinook recovery. And that's why this issue is important to farmers. That's why we're going to do what we can to help educate the public. We're going to be putting this information out, the video that we have that we put online, to educate the public so that the public will get involved and other groups will get involved in talking to our congressional leaders to say, please, we want fish. The tribes need fish. Tribal treaty rights are important. But to do what we need to do, we have to address this issue of harbor seal predation in the Salish Sea.
0: Gerald Barron, Executive Director of Save Family Farming with us here on the program this morning. Uh, Our sponsors, by the way, Farmers Equipment Company, Laurel Farm and Western Supply, and McAvoy Oil. Big thank you to those folks for sponsoring um, a show like this, the ability to have conversations like this, the ability to really get the truth out. And and we're going to continue to do that as an organization um, with Save Family Farming to to get this message out. Um, Really great piece on it that Q13 and see Seattle had yesterday. I, I encourage people to check out uh, that coverage. Uh, Q13.com, I believe, is is the website. But uh, we certainly would love people to go to SaveFamilyFarming.org, and we have a whole page. We've got links to a lot of the scientific studies on all of this. We've got a great video that Gerald put together, um, kind of telling this whole story. If you've heard our conversation today and still haven't wrapped your mind around how all it works, how it all works, go there, check it out. Uh, Save Family farming.org. Gerald, thanks for your time this morning. We certainly appreciate it. and, And I have a sense that this isn't the last that we've heard about this issue.
1: Thanks so much, Dylan.